Welcome to the Nature Back podcast, where we are talking about climate change and the green economy. My name is Tarmo Virki, and today I'm speaking with Magnus Jern, founder and chief executive of Barcelona-based Tap Water. Welcome to Nature Back, Magnus. Thank you for having me here. Tell us in a few words, what is Tap Water doing? So uh, Tap Water's mission is basically to eliminate the need for bottled water by providing simple affordable and sustainable alternatives. So in a nutshell, like our view is that bottled water is, is really bad for the planet and just completely unnecessary. <clears throat> so we're working on alternative, alternative products that provide a better experience basically for people and that are much more sustainable. And we're, we're focused on consumers and households. So that's really our, our market. Whereas obviously there's a lot of other areas you can focus on as well. I remember years ago trying the product out, and at that point it was a thing you were screwing to your hose, or what you call it at home, the tap. Uh, that's the tap mm. water name, smart me. The, uh, how, much, how much has the product evolved over the years? Uh, a lot. So we took the approach, because my background is from software and from, um, yeah, from, from development of digital services, we took the approach and trying to make hardware in the same way as you do digital services with like user-centric design with iterative methods, constantly um, updating and improving. Because historically, if you look at the space, companies like Brita and, and Philips and others that develop products, they develop a new product every 10 years and then yeah, they milk it and then they come up with a new product 10 years later. Um, so yes, it's evolved a lot. Like the, the things that we've really focused on are uh, making it more sustainable, making the water taste better, uh, making the customer experience better, and also quality, making the product last longer. Because if we want it to be sustainable, ideally these products should last five, five to ten years. It's difficult with plastics, though. I mean, like the the most difficult things we've learned during this journey is just how hard it is to make hardware. I've I've heard that from many entrepreneurs, to be honest. The uh... How, how, how many consumers have you reached by today? So we've sold about 200,000 filters in total uh, over the last five years. Um, not all of those are still active, but that's, that's the number. And uh, in some areas where we've really focused, like Barcelona, we're now in 3 to 4% of all households. So uh, actually in every single building, there's someone that has a tap water filter. And generally, you know, we're getting into more, more and more of them. And we can see the network effect of that. It's actually great because if you, if you come into your, your neighbor's house, your friend's house, and you see that they have one of these products, uh, then the likelihood that you're going to buy it is much greater than otherwise. Mm. Because behavioral change of this kind is super hard. Like our, uh, we, were, we were very naive when we started the company. Our belief was that this is a product that saves you money. Like compared, most people spend three, four hundred euros per year on bottled water. It's more convenient. You don't have to carry home a thousand kilos of water per year. And if you look like in Barcelona, a lot of people live in apartments without elevator on the fifth floor. It's definitely not convenient. Um, it's healthier because actually bottled water contains a lot of microplastics, hormone disruptors, just bad stuff. <clears throat> and it's much better for the planet. So are you this like this is a no-brainer? We're gonna be able to change everyone across to uh, to uh, water filters instead of buying bottled water. Uh, unfortunately, that has not been the reality. Bottled water consumption has continued to increase during this period, which is just crazy. 
it's crazy. Like with all the media that we're getting, with everything we're getting told about how bad plastic pollution is and how bad plastic is, people just buy more. Like that's the why. And, and, and the reason is that just behavioral change is just so hard. Like when you speak to people, they're like, yes, I know I should buy your product, but you know, bottled water is not that expensive. Like people don't think about it because each bottle is quite cheap. And then they're like, I have to go to the store anyway and buy things. So you know, I might as well pick up my favorite water brand. And then, and then they're like, and you know, bottled water is bad. Like it's healthier because that's what the companies tell you. <laughs> they have more minerals. It's called mineral water. Yes, 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 yes. In Europe, which is really bad. And then fourth, they're like, I recycle. So, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm recycling the plastic. <laughs> Mm. Uh, uh, so i mean we've definitely seen like so to change behavior through advertising and marketing is impossible like the only way you can do it is really through friends and family like it's it's getting other people to influence you and, and that's been probably the most important learning during this period and i think we can see this with like electric cars with everything basically or insulation like it's it's just the only thing that makes us do these things are either regulation um that it's an like that the cost really increases like now with energy costs where suddenly people are like oh maybe i should isolate my house <laughs> or maybe i should install solar panels when i live in spain where we have 280 days of sun mm. um uh, and i mean i'm i'm hoping we'll see the same impact in the coming years in in water but but like without more regulation it's it's probably not going to happen like realistically we cannot expect consumers to change themselves to become more sustainable we see i mean 5 years ago when you started you seemed like a what is it the don quixote lonely soldier on the field uh, talking <laughs> about uh, taking on the the bottled water it seems to me that the, the, at least the kind of in general knowledge the the kind of awareness of the problem has increased and we are seeing a bunch of the companies who are coming to the market with a mission to, you know, fight against the plastic pollution and so on. Yeah. But it's a small segment that are buying the products. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, that is just uh, the reality. And we saw this, like it was the easiest period actually to sell and the cheapest customer acquisition cost was the first couple of years because then we got all of the green people that, the people that are zero wasters, the people that really are are uh, are focused and that have a passion for this, and then it becomes more more difficult. But we're gonna get there. You know, I'm like I'm absolutely sure. There's like if you look in Spain, 45 percent of the population buy bottled water. That's seven million households in Europe. It's 65 million households worldwide. It's like 500 million plus consuming something like 250 billion bottles per year the numbers are are just really ridiculous um but we will get there for sure in the coming years the uh, but uh, is there some kind of the logical way to get there faster i mean is there some kind of i don't know the the non-plastic coalition of uh, water water providers or is there is there i don't know cooperation ways with the others or something like that <laughs> I mean, typically, so no, I don't think there's like the only fast way I think is regulation. Mm. That's the honest answer. Like the other, the other path is, is slow and it's going to happen, but it's just going to take a much longer period of time. And, and from our perspective, you know, the more competition we have, actually, the better it is. Mm. Um, Brita, which owned 95% of the market when we started. They were actually really grateful that we came into the market 
we met them several times and, and they're like, you know, it was amazing. Our sales increased dramatically when tap water came in because suddenly there was someone that was really promoting this. And, exactly. and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, that's, that's a challenge as well as the underdog. I think the, the other trend that we've also seen in the space is that <clears throat> the cost of uh, direct consumer marketing has increased so much in the last five years. So you can see this in the, in the direct consumer space. And, and obviously also with the current, um, market in terms of investments uh, there's not that many vcs that are interested in investing in like five t- five year uh, lifetime value like they want returns now they want profitable companies so i think this also means that a lot of the the industry in our space um the growth will slow down over the coming year because there's just not the appetite to invest as much in marketing as there was before exactly. and, and our answer to this like one of the things that we're really pushing for now is we started selling mainly through our website online, this D2C and Amazon. And now we're really pushing into retail. And I think that could actually be something that matters because if we can get big retailers like Carrefour or like in Sweden, it would be Ica or you know, Lidl and Aldi in Germany. If we can get these companies to actually put water filters as an alternative next to the bottle of water and promote it equally, then that could actually change behavior because then that will make people think, you know, if it's as easily accessible, then why not? So I mean, maybe that's something where we can change it. And we can see that there is um, like there is an interest from these companies to do it because their sustainability teams have made big commitments and their CEOs. Uh, it's, it's more difficult from a revenue perspective because they still make more money um, mm-hmm. from bottled water. Like if you look at the cost of bottling water with your own brand, I mean, the margins are like uh, are like illegal drugs. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're very high. Mm. So mean? that just means it's it's difficult. But but this is one of our major pushes this year. So we're really moving into retail now in in Spain and Italy and Germany and France, um, and uh, hopefully that will give us a, a lot faster growth and reach. Mm. Uh, reach is definitely something which is which is there. You mentioned few times uh, regulators. Is there any kind of chance that we, or I mean, you're probably following the sector quite closely. Is there is there a way to expect from I don't know Brussels or any of the local regulators to ban the plastic bottled water kind of totally? Unlikely. Like at the moment, the focus has been on providing better tap water, which I think is great. So there's been a lot of regulation now, <clears throat> like. And the drinking water, um, um, I think, I can't remember the exact name, but it, it's like, so there's been a lot of effort to basically promote um, that tap water is good and that and making sure that all country, European countries have high standards and so on. Uh, unfortunately, we don't really see that having an impact though on consumption. It's, uh, but it's probably the right thing because it's easier then <clears throat> to make regulation because then you can say, look, We've solved the drinking water issue, and now there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. The ch- I think the big challenge specifically with bottled water is that what do you then, like if you ban bottled water or if you regulate it, what do you do with, so- like with soda drinks, like with Coca-Cola, with orange juice, with all the other things? Because the argument will be that, yeah, then people are just going to buy bad, like sugary drinks instead of drinking water, which is bad for our health. But that's a good idea. Maybe you should team up with a Coca-Cola or one of those sugar drinks makers, and they would be probably happy to do that. You know, prom, you know, 
you put the marketing budget to work on a you know against the bottled water right <laughs> exactly yeah i mean and that, this is probably another thing like we know that uh, at least nestle and danone which are two of the biggest uh, um, bottled water um, brands in europe together with coca-cola and pepsico uh, they like they really have so they really have like true initiatives to reduce um, bottled water sales and replace it with other things, mm. uh, but it's it's difficult again like because it's it's a multi billion uh, euro business, so you need to ma make sure that you're replacing it with another multi billion euro business. It's so the if, they can, if they can see that the potential is there, they will do it. So mm. that's also one of our uh, one of our hopes in the in, in the but, near but, future. But what's the offer to the uh, basically to this industry? If you replace plastic with glass, we will be all happy. Or it's not really. I mean, that's um, yeah. Then <laughs> I mean, this gets into a really complicated area, which is like the cost of the cost of different materials and the sustainability of different materials. Uh, I mean, it's so yes, glass is is more sustainable than plastic, but only if you reuse the plastic. The, the glass bottles like twenty times. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Otherwise, and, and that's expensive to manage. So I mean, we don't really see a big trend mm. uh, around that. Actually, even in the countries that were really good at using reusable bottles, like in the Nordics and in the 1980s and 90s, they, most of them have stopped doing it. Like they've actually killed those programs because they were just too expensive uh, to manage. Mm. But uh, that's like reuse, not like uh, remelting or... Yeah, okay. Because I mean, most of the Nordics are still kind of re they're not they do not reuse, but they recycle most of the glass bottles, right? Exactly, but that's not enough. Then like then, mm -hmm. then it's actually not more sustainable than plastic. Plastic is better. Okay. Wow. Pla plastic bags are actually better than paper bags. Exactly. I've read that also recently somewhere which is like totally crazy. But yeah. The uh what I wanted to ask you the, about the uh, kind of push to the um, to the retail um, have you tried to work with uh, kind of local water companies I think it would be a really natural kind of additional selling point to the to the you know Tallinn Navesi or whatever the, the local water providers mm. I, I agree it's complicated though because most so this depends a little bit on the country but uh, most local water companies are publicly owned which means that they cannot partner up with individual companies. And secondly, they're very wary about saying that their water is not good enough to drink without a filter. I understand that, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that is actually the biggest issue. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we were for some, we actually were about to do a big partnership with, um, with Aguas de Barcelona, which is the big water company in Barcelona. Uh, and the CEO said, look, there's one criteria. You can never say anything negative about tap water. And we said, okay, that's fine. The only thing we'll say is that it tastes bad. And he was like, that's fine. You know, you can, you can say that it tastes bad. <clears throat> but in the end, um, they could not get the sign off from the local politicians to do it. I mean, um, the other challenge that is right. people, people would be use, using more water. What's that to use, re kind of lose really for the local politicians? Yeah. No, it's, um, it's a crazy thing. I mean, the other thing that you'll see is with media, it's actually also complicated to do things because 
the advertising money that they get from these big companies like Danone, Coca-Cola and PepsiCo, they really do not want to piss them off. Mm. Like the, the private media companies do not attack these companies. Mm. They only do it if there's public media that comes out that does something that they will copy the same, but they're very careful actually about what they write. You wouldn't think so. Like you think that there's this. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't think from the inside of the media industry, no, but, mm. uh, but I understand uh, for anything, uh, you know, bigger than news coverage. Yeah. Yes. I do understand that point. Of course, that you don't expect to see the editorial of the newspaper saying that, uh, you know, stop using plastic bottled water and the next page, there would be a big plastic bottled water advert. No, yes, of exactly. course it won't work. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, big challenge, but like I said, we're, we're, um, the other thing that we've really changed also over the last, like when we when we spoke the first time, our focus was on Spain and Europe with potable tap water. And since then, we've also made a big push <coughs> into filters for non-potable water. So for, for countries like India, uh, Nigeria, Pakistan, Vietnam. So we've developed a similar faucet filter, but that has ultrafiltration. So it removes 99.999% of all bacteria and viruses. Um, which is the biggest issue in these in, in many countries, and we're seeing uh, really strong growth there. And there, you know, it's not actually it's not necessary. Like sometimes we're competing with bottled water, but it's typically bottled water that is street water. They sell it in caskets or big bags, and that water is normally not very good. Like when they do tests of it, that water is is uh, you know it's. They, it's, they use whatever the cheapest methods of filtration are. Um, so they will actually find a lot of bacteria and viruses in that as well. So, wow. uh, so there we can, we can really see also uh, a huge impact. And, and obviously, also if you look in these countries, their waste management is much, much worse. Like the risk of plastic bottles ending up in rivers and, and lakes and, and eventually the ocean is much greater than it is in Europe, where I don't think that happens to the same extent. E. The uh, looking into the twenty twenty three, what will be your big challenges? So number one is really scaling up, like replicating the success that we've had in Barcelona. Because if we can have, if we can get to three percent, three four percent of households across Spain, and then maybe Italy, which is another huge bottled water consuming country, and in the south of France. Um, then we will, we will start having serious impact. Like then we're starting to get into the um, like hundreds of millions of bottles that we replace every year. So that's that's really what we want to try to do. It's, it's replicate the success um, through the same methods. It's getting like getting friends and family, getting everybody else to tell them this is much better getting the kids to tell the parents, because that is also something that typically works. If if the kids go home to a friend's house and they see that they're not buying bottled water and the teacher says bottled water is bad, then you know, the kids are going to say, no, 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 I'm not drinking this. Absolutely. Um, so I think everything for us is it's, it's about scale. It's reaching more consumers this year. And then optimizing the product. So we've also broadened, you asked uh, originally about our portfolio. So we started with, um, a simple uh, faucet water filter. Now we have one model that is much smaller. We have them in chrome because people want more design colors. We also have a glass jug. Uh, so it's kind of like the Brita ones, but a model in glass instead, which people really like. Uh, and we have water bottles. 
um, that's, that you can carry with you wherever you go that have in, built-in filters. You can also use them for travel. So if you're traveling and backpacking in Asia, you can drink the water wherever you go. Wow, um, that's a big promise, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, I mean, it's tested. It's actually the technology inside it comes from uh, a Finnish Swedish company, uh, Munkwa Olström. Okay. Uh, which uh, like it's they they developed the technology actually for NASA for for space exploration, and now it's used in in our water bottles. So that's also like it's it's always exciting to see when you get space like space technology into consumer products on Earth. Absolutely, absolutely. Um... Okay, we talked about uh, where you guys are. We talked about the next things. Uh, um, thanks, Magnus, for your time this uh, morning, and uh, and good luck with your endeavors. Thank you, and uh, thank you for the great work you're doing and spreading the word about uh, green technology and, and the space. And the world, the, you know, the world needs changing, right? So, what what are the other options? That is true. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.